Hello all, this is Jorge Fascinetti. Welcome to another Pituitary World News exclusive podcast. Uh, good morning, this is Dr. Louis Blevins of Pituitary World News. I'm joined by my colleague Jorge Fascinetti. We are podcasting from my offices at the University of California, San Francisco on this beautiful late January morning. For the first time, we're utilizing the Zoom platform to accomplish a podcast. Today, we're bringing you exciting news regarding the development of a new medical treatment for pituitary adenomas. We're joined by representatives from the pharmaceutical company Tiberio, based in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Welcome. It's great to have this opportunity to speak with you folks this morning. Please introduce yourselves to our listeners and tell us a little bit about your position and what you do at Tiberio. Hi, Louis and Jorge. My name is Abe Cisse, and thank you very much for the time today. I'm the Chief Executive Officer here at Tiberio. And hi, this is Narissa Crayer. I'm the Chief Medical Officer at Tiberio. Yeah, hello, Narissa. It's very nice to hear your voice again. I know we met, uh, um, about, what was it, four or five months ago in Atlanta at this uh, CSRF conference, uh, Cushing's uh, Foundation Conference. That's right. It was a very educational meeting and really nice to be around patients with pituitary disease. It wasn't it? I thought the conference was excellent too. Uh, uh, very, very well put together. So, Definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you both for joining us today. We have a number of questions for you folks to learn more about this development in uh, pharmacotherapeutics for non-functioning pituitary adenomas. So um, I, have the, I have the first question, I guess. Why has Tiburio chosen to work on developing therapies for patients with rare endocrine diseases? Hi, Jorge. I'll take that question, and then uh, Narissa can please add on if, uh, if I miss anything. Uh, but, you know, the vision of Tiberio uh, was to build a company that was focused um, in uh, rare endocrine disease. Uh, the reason we're so passionate about this area and the reason that we've really formed the company and launched the company is because what we observe is still there's substantial uh, unmet need for many of these diseases. Uh, one disease that we're focused on, uh, non-functioning pituitary adenoma, is a disease uh, that we identified based on uh, earlier developments with the compound that we're bringing forward. Um, and what we saw is that, you know, patients are still suffering from this disease. Uh, they have no approved medical therapies currently. Um, and it truly is a lifelong disease uh, that both patients as well as physicians uh, need to manage. And based on our assessment and our view of, of the unmet need in endocrine disease, we really felt that it was the right thing to do to focus on bringing new therapies to these patients. Excellent. Um, Nurissa, do you have any comments uh, regarding that particular question? I, I think the only thing I would add is, um, you know, the company was founded with a scientific founder who has years of expertise in the endocrine space. Uh, I'm a pediatric endocrinologist, and so I also bring that passion for endocrinology and others in our team have lots of experience in the endocrine space as, rare, as well as the rare disease space. And so combining that passion also made it great to be able to build a company around this area. 
Very good. I was uh, I was actually going to ask the question, why endocrinology? Uh, of course, I'm biased, and probably you are as well. But it's great to have a company who wants to focus on the unmet needs in this particular patient population, and especially those with non-functioning pituitary adenomas, where it's sort of been a holy grail of sorts to find a a uh, pharmacological uh, treatment to manage these patients. So tell me more about the work to develop a treatment for non-functioning pituitary adenomas. What have you accomplished? What was the impetus to get started? And where are you today? Yeah, so Lewis, I'll, I'll start with that. And then again, would ask uh, Narissa to add in anything that I may have missed. But one of the things that you just mentioned is, is the unmet need. And as you, you know, termed it kind of the holy grail to be able to find a pharmacologic therapy uh, to treat non-functioning pituitary adenoma. You know, another point that Narissa mentioned was kind of our scientific focus that we do have at the company. Um, and based on kind of that scientific focus, as well as the clinical focus that Narissa brings in endocrinology, uh, there was really a clear understanding and appreciation for what patients are going through as it relates to uh, a diagnosis of non-functioning pituitary adenoma and really managing that disease over the course of their lives. And then based on that, a real strong appreciation for uh, the mechanistic rationale of our lead compound to both shrink as well as potentially stabilize these tumors which we believe uh, will add significant benefit to uh, patients in terms of how they're currently managed now. Uh, what we know and what we hear from patients um, is, you know, having these tumors uh, that are growing at the base of their brain and undergoing significant um, invasive transphenoidal surgery is, is something uh, that is a major concern of patients. And the fact that uh, for the majority of patients, that tumors can never be fully removed. And based on that, patients really are left with constant monitoring over the course of their life, as well as fear that the tumor may regrow, causing increased intervention, whether that be uh, radiologic inter intervention or that also be another transphenoidal surgery. So what we believe is we have a, a drug therapy uh, that is specifically targeted to non-functioning pituitary adenoma. Um, we believe uh, we have the ability with our lead compound, which is TBR760, to shrink the tumor as well as stabilize the tumor, which we think, um, as I said, will offer you know, a significant advancement in care uh, for both patients as well as physicians that are trying to manage this disease. Well, you've obviously done your homework and uh, are consulted with the appropriate people because you've very well described the situation that uh, myself and my colleagues in pituitary endocrinology and our patients deal with with regards to these tumors. Interestingly, a number of surgeons take the approach that since this is not a hormone-secreting tumor, there's no need to be, quote, aggressive, unquote, in resecting them. So, we see a lot of patients who come from other institutions to mine who've had surgery elsewhere and had subtotal resections. And of course, if there's viable tumor left behind that the blood supply wasn't interrupted by surgery, those are just going to continue to grow. Uh, and uh, it's almost since they don't produce hormones uh, that, uh, that surgeons really have created a situation where patients are plagued by a lifetime of recurrences and additional operations Etc. So it really is a very rich field uh, with a lot of, uh, I should say, unexpressed demand for a compound such as TBR 760. Uh, 
I wonder if you could tell us how TBR 760 actually works. Certainly, happy to. So TBR 760 is a chimeric compound. It's a peptide and it binds to both dopamine receptors as well as somatostatin receptors. And so by binding both of those, we have the ability to decrease the ability for the tumor to grow. And of course, these tumors we know have both dopamine and somatostatin receptors present on them. Um, one of the things we also know from research that has been done is these receptors form what's called a heterodimer. So dopamine and somatostatin receptors come together and form a heterodimer receptor. And our compound can then bind to that heterodimer and lead to increased cell signaling and, again, decrease in uh, cell replication. So just for the benefit of our listeners out there, I want to remind them that the dopamine receptors bind dopamine, and we see those on prolactinoma patients and some patients with growth hormone-secreting pituitary adenomas. And, of course, the somatostatin receptors bind somatostatin, and we see those on patients with acromegaly and also patients in Cushing's. And those have been the focus of different novel therapeutic agents for acromegaly, Cushing's, and prolactinoma. But, uh, and, and we've known this for some time, that dopamine receptors and somatostatin receptors are present on non-functioning tumors. Through your research and your investigations, what proportion of non-functioning tumors do you think actually express these particular receptors? Certainly. So we have um, some, some research that has shown 100% of NFPAs that we tested had dopamine receptors, and this is specifically the dopamine 2 receptor. And then about 80% of the tumors we tested had somatostatin receptor. And most predominantly, that's the somatostatin 2 receptor. And our compound, TBR760, is specific for the dopamine 2 receptor and the somatostatin 2 receptor. So again, yes. it, it marries very nicely to the receptor profile of non-functioning pituitary adenomas. Yeah, that's really tremendous to have a drug that might actually have the ability to treat nearly all patients with non-functioning pituitary adenomas. When I started my training in, in 1990, uh, in the realm of acromegaly, all we really had was pituitary surgery and radiotherapy. And then we've had just a number of different compounds with different molecular targets that allow, allow us to now gain control of at least about 95% of patients. And with radiotherapy it's, it, and medical therapy, we can control essentially everyone with acromegaly if we try and exercise all of our options. And I think that we may be on the horizon of being able to do that with non-functioning tumors, which heretofore we've largely been where we were in the 1990s with acromegaly, surgery and radiotherapy and more surgery and more radiotherapy. So it's exciting to me that you're actually working on a novel compound that might enable me to treat my patients with medical therapy and, and they would never have to have a repeat surgical procedure, maybe even avoid radiotherapy. And I'm sure those out there listening who have these type tumors be terribly excited about this news. Yeah. So I, I just not, not to shift, but my, my uh, question is, um, you know, I, I'm sure it's extremely exciting for a 
small company um, to have this uh, the, doing this work. And I'm wondering when you look at, to the future, you know, four or five years, where do you see the company in four or five years, and how quickly do you believe this compound can be developed? Yeah, so great question, Jorge. Um, one of the things that I think um, really exemplifies Tiberio is is the background of, of the team that we've put together here. You know, if you look at our team, um, this is a team of folks that have uh, significant experience working uh, with rare diseases over the course of their career. So fundamentally, you know, what drives our work and really what drives, you know, our passion um, is, you know, the connections that we've been able to make with patient groups as well as physicians in the various rare diseases that we've worked on over the course of our careers. So how that relates to where we, what we're doing right now at Tiberio is, um, you know, we're very invested clearly um, in bringing a novel therapy forward for non-functioning pituitary adenoma. Uh, we're about to enter um, our phase two clinical trial, which Narissa can provide a little bit more perspective on. Um, that clinical trial, given the fact that we are looking at uh, the ability to shrink a tumor, uh, you can imagine that that clinical trial takes some time to read out in terms of efficacy. Uh, so that will be a 52-week trial, uh, but we look to complete that trial in the 2020, 2023 timeframe. But if you look at our company moving forward, uh, we have already started to investigate other opportunities uh, for rare endocrine uh, diseases. Um, so if you think about Tiberio uh, three to five years from now, I think what you will see with Tiberio is a company uh, that continues to develop innovative therapies for rare endocrine diseases. Uh, we have specific passion in pituitary disease, so that will be an area that we will continue to look at opportunities to bring novel therapies forward. Uh, but we will also look at other areas of rare endocrine uh, where we believe, you know, there's a strong scientific rationale for bringing forward new therapies, but also any therapy we bring forward, we really want to make sure that this is a therapy that is addressing a significant unmet need and at the end of the day, helping patients. Great. So, so you're, you mentioned that you're starting phase two clinical trials. Um, are you tr are you enrolling patients who have had prior surgery, or are you taking patients with de novo untreated disease? Or both right. So our phase two clinical trial we anticipate starting this year. Um, it has not started enrolling yet. We're still working on some of the um, <coughs> paperwork and such that has to be done before we can start clinical trials. Right. Uh, but we do anticipate that trial uh, being conducted in uh, the United States, Europe, and Israel. And uh, to your question, we are looking to enroll patients who have had one surgery for their pituitary tumor, and then they have to have a significant amount of tumor remnant left, similar to what you were describing previously, Dr. Blevins, about patients who have had surgery but still have tumor remnant. So that's the population we will be starting with, and we will be evaluating how quickly TBR 760 can shrink the tumor over the course of a 52-week time period. Uh, we do certainly think that there's opportunity for TBR 760 to be used in patients that have also not had surgery, 
but we are starting our development program with patients who have had surgery, and then we'll look at opportunities to branch out into a wider patient population as we continue the development program. That seems very reasonable, and I can imagine studies in the future that will look at patients who have not yet had surgery where significant tumor regression might make surgery much more successful. That's been studied in, in the realm of acromegaly with mixed results. Some studies showing that pretreatment makes surgery more successful, others not. But certainly any, any gain we can get on the uh, uh, resection of a pituitary adenoma to, be, uh, to improve the patient's outcome is, uh, is great. Uh, it's a lot easier to operate on a raisin than it is a grape is one of the analogies I like to use. So, um, with that said, I'm sure that plenty of uh, the folks out there listening who have non-function pituitary adenoma are probably going to be excited to consider participating in these trials. And, and you know, I'm sure you go through the usual process of recruiting sites and centers, et cetera. But will folks be able to sort of track something on your website or some other location to be able to find a place that's doing the research so that they can potentially enter the study? Definitely. Um, you know, the, the most commonly utilized sites for patients and where we would first point patients is clinicaltrials.gov. And as you're aware, that's a, a U.S. government website where companies and academic centers list clinical trials. And it's a very user-friendly site that patients can go in and uh, type in the disease or disorder that they um, are interested in. And once we are closer to the trial starting, we will have the trial listed there. Um, it's not currently there yet, um, the other place, of course, will be the Tiberio website, and we will have information there. Um, certainly, we are interested in growing our uh, ability to have conversations with patients um, just, you know, about what we're doing in general and about their experience with non-functioning pituitary adenomas, and we certainly welcome those conversations. You know, we at uh, Pituitary World News certainly have uh, access to a large patient population through social media channels and also through our own website. And we want to stay in touch so that you can keep us informed and abreast of the development so that we can help spread the word that there's now a trial ongoing and that uh, patients who are so inclined might participate. Yeah, I'm sure people will be very interested in, in following the progress because it's such a, such a, uh, such a need and such an opportunity. Great. Well, we are definitely, um, we are appreciative of uh, the relationship we've built with Pituitary World News thus far and appreciate the opportunity to be able to share this exciting development program with you. Was there anything else you would like to share or discuss or get out there for consideration and future thought processes? Um, not only between ourselves, but also patients. No, I think, you know, we've covered uh, the majority of it. What I would uh, just reinforce is, you know, the commitment that we do have uh, to the rare endocrine space. Um, you've heard the background of, of Narissa being, you know, a clinician, uh, an endocrinologist by training, um, and a deep appreciation uh, for uh, patients with endocrine disease. And I think the rest of our organization really carries that passion and the commitment uh, to 
again, bringing forward innovative therapies whenever we can to help these patients. So as Nerissa said, we really appreciate uh, this time today um, and the introduction, um, and we look forward to continuing uh, to keep you updated on, on both our, with our progress with TBR 760, but also the progress uh, with our company as a whole. Well, thank you. It's been, it's been great, uh, wonderful to talk, and uh, we wish you all the great success, uh, not only for yourselves, but for the benefit of our patients and society in general. So thank you for the work that you're doing, and we appreciate your time today. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to send us some comments or suggestions, please do so through our website at pituitaryworldnews.org. If you'd like to learn more about Tiburio Pharmaceuticals and their plans, you can visit their website at tiburio.com. Thank you.